MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. To the Lombardi line, Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you live from the South Point Hotel Casino and Spa on a Wednesday, this 25th day of August, hour number two of the program. And Mike, coming up in less than 15 minutes from now, we've got Major League Baseball. The St. Louis Cardinals will take on the Detroit Tigers at Bush Stadium in St. Louis. St. Louis dropped the opener on Tuesday night, 4-3. to three, And they also lost their ace pitcher, Jack Flaherty, mm-hmm was removed from the game in the third inning with shoulder stiffness. The Cardinals, they are not out of it yet, though. They are just four and a half games back in the National League wildcard race behind division rival Cincinnati. Today, it'll be Tariq Skubal going for the Detroit Tigers. He'll face John Lester and the St. Louis Cardinals. And the Cardinals, a short favorite here, minus 125 on the money line, Mike, with a total of nine. Yeah, I saw that short favorite right there by the Cardinals. And, and certainly John Lester on the bump is intriguing and interesting. Uh, the Tigers, their offense has improved uh, recently, and uh, I wonder has that going to affect uh, Lester on the bump there for the Cardinals? So uh, I don't know about the Cardinals are in the race. I get it, uh, but Lester, is that somebody that you feel like you can trust on the bump? Yeah, you know, it was what the uh, Cardinals did at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. They got Hap and they got Lester, and that, that doesn't seem too exciting, right? right. And, and I, th- I don't think the Cardinals have been too exciting all season long. Uh, they got out to a great start, but they've really kind of come back to reality here. And, and you're right about Detroit. They, they've been uh, a real pain in a lot of people's sides <laughs> the second half of the season since the All-Star break. But, uh, you know, what a bad beat for Cardinals backers. Yeah. You know, Jack Flaherty was a good-sized favorite last night and then he goes out of the game in the third inning and Detroit wins right and, and you cannot trust bullpens uh, one thing I found out this year betting baseball uh, bullpens uh, you cannot trust those those situations I mean uh, you look at what the Padres went through last night that was incredible just to watch how many pitchers they threw out there uh, against the best team in baseball uh, and with the Dodgers so uh, I think teams that are in trouble with the rotations it seems like the Cardinals uh, with that trade for Lester uh, quiet trade for Lester that indicates 
indicated to me that they felt like they were in trouble with their rotation there too. So uh, they're a small favorite at home. They play well at home, great crowds normally. Uh, but that's the game that I, I cannot back because of uh, who's on the bump. Well, Detroit's been getting the money. St. Louis opened as a minus 150 favorite with a total of nine and a half. The total now down to nine. Mm-hmm. And again, St. Louis down to about a minus 120, 125 favorite here at BetMGM. Consensus price is minus 120. So a lot of money coming in on the Detroit Tigers. Mike, in a little less than an hour from now, the Kansas City Royals will take on the Astros in Houston. A rubber match today as KC took the opener, and then Houston responded with a 4-0 shutout. On Tuesday, the Astros extended their lead in the American League West to four and a half games over the Oakland A's with that win. Today, it'll be Lance McCullers getting the ball for the Strohs. He'll face Mike Miner and the Royals in Houston. A massive favorite here, Mike. Minus two. 50 on the money line and, and it's kind of interesting you have a huge money line price of minus 250 mm-hmm. but the total is eight that's the bookmaker kind of, kind of telling us maybe it's supposed to be a low scoring competitive game sure you know with uh, McCullers on the bump though is this a, a run line opportunity though I mean uh, you could look at that uh, Houston is the look they're clearly the better team than Kansas City but Kansas City uh, seems to play well and, and beat Houston so uh, I think Houston with that offense will back their starter uh, and this one, I, I won't lay it at minus 240. Uh, could look at that run line, though. Yeah, you know, Kansas City is a little bit like Detroit, where they've been giving some good teams fits in that American League Central division. And Houston has really been a seesaw. You know, they lose to the Rangers, or excuse me, they lose to the Minnesota Twins. Mm-hmm. They drop the opener in this series to Kansas City. Uh, I, I'm a little surprised Houston has seen the money here. It was yeah. minus 235 and now up to minus 250, and the totals drop from nine down to eight. Uh, you know, I, I could probably only play the Royals in this matchup, Mike, yeah. but uh, I do have a futures ticket on Houston to win the American League pennant, so okay, uh, nice. I don't mind seeing them continue to win. Are they going to get uh, Verlander? Is he going to make it back? I, I, I'm not betting on it. Okay. I, yeah. I, have you heard something about No, that? I haven't. Uh, people have speculated that he could make it back, though, for, for that run uh, to the World Series. So I, I don't know. I haven't heard anything, so I just have to keep an eye on that. Well, that would be huge if Justin mm-hmm. Ver- I have to look that up and see if there's a possibility of that happening. The Houston Astros currently four and a half games ahead of the Oakland A's in the American League West. Welcome in to all of you just now joining us. This is the Lombardi line here on a Wednesday live from the South Point Hotel, Casino and Spa. Mike Pritchard and Brady Cannon with you talking a little baseball. We've got one game coming up in just about uh, 10 minutes from now and then another game going on in less than an hour. It'll be Kansas City visiting Houston and first off it is the Detroit Tigers visiting the St. Louis Cardinals but Mike let's turn to week three of the NFL preseason we're almost to the regular season start September 9th it'll kick off in Tampa Bay with the defending Super Bowl champions taking on the Dallas Cowboys we've seen that line move a lot and you spoke earlier about maybe some of the uncertainty with Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys but let's talk about uh, a 2-0 versus an 0-2 the Indianapolis Colts are 2-0 this preseason and the Detroit Lions and their new head coach Dan Campbell they are 0-2 they will get it going on Friday in round three of the NFL preseason and the Colts are currently a three and a half point favorite here Mike minus 175 on the money line 32 and a half pretty low total there any opinion on this one yeah you know I like the Colts in this one I think uh, this is the team uh, they're, they're getting healthier uh, at the, for that week one situation Carson Wentz they're going to uh, keep an eye on that situation for sure, uh, but I like the offensive line with Nelson and Kelly coming back, and, and those guys are, are going to add that attitude that they need up front. Uh, looking for the Colts to turn into uh, that playoff caliber team with backups. Uh, I'm looking for that type of attitude to emerge right there. On the other side with the Lions, uh, look, uh, look, they're, they're the Lions with Campbell, and uh, they're a mess right now. I, I think Anthony Lynn uh, is going to have a tough time coordinating that offense and the personnel that he has offensively. And then on the defense, I know they're trying to get aggressive. I know for their star players, they're trying to get some attention to those guys. Uh, they're going to try to be aggressive defensively, I believe, in this matchup, but uh, I feel like I could back the Colts in this preseason game. Remind, they're laying two points on the road uh, against 
very bad outfit. And I'm talking about backup uh, front office coaches. Uh, so I, I look at this game as, as an opportunity, really, Brady, to, to back the Colts in this one. You know, what's pretty interesting is this line has moved just in the last couple of hours. Uh, when I was looking at this earlier now, four was the opener in mm-hmm. favor of Indianapolis. And not long ago, uh, it had dropped down to three and a half. And like you say, now down to two, there's still a couple two and a halves mm. out here in Las Vegas, but uh, money coming in on the Detroit Lions. And you know, Frank Reich did come out and say that Carson Wentz is not going to play in this game. He not, shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I, I mean, that doesn't seem like any revelation. Uh, you know, we're hoping this guy can get back for week one, let alone round three of the preseason. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I don't think that line move is based upon that. Um, maybe it's the urgency that the new head coach, Dan Campbell, is feeling to just get one win. I mean, th- this guy, uh, you know, to go 0-3 in the preseason, I know that's not a huge deal, but when you're a new coach, Coach, I think there is some urgency to get one in the win column before you get started. Urgency to prove that you belong in the position that he's in right now as head coach of the Detroit Lions. I mean, uh, along the way, you know, you're looking at the fact that he's bumbled the clock management situation. Uh, yeah, he's got a he manage- and Anthony Lynn both. Absolutely. So you got two of them now. <laughs> you got two of them. Uh, so competency. I mean, that's something I think we need to see uh, from the Lions too. So uh, you know, it's no different than what we saw from Urban Meyer. I mean, when you're struggling as a coaching mm-hmm. staff and yeah. your communication is struggling too, that, that's going to uh, lead to struggles on the field, I believe. So I, I just think the Colts, are, are, they have it together uh, a little bit better than certainly Lions at this point. All right, here's another 2-0 and versus an 0-2, and, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles visiting the New York Jets. New coach Nick Serrani and Philadelphia, they are off to an 0-2 preseason start. The New York Jets, their new uh, head coach, Robert Sala, he off to a 2-0 and start. And the number here is the Philadelphia Eagles catching four points from the New York Jets. And you and I were talking about this earlier, mm-hmm. Mike. Zach Wilson been very impressive in the preseason so far. Now, it, it's a little bit earlier in the uh, – early in the week. I haven't quite seen these head coaches divulge exactly what their plan is yet. Uh, You wonder if Zach Wilson will start in this game. We saw a lot of teams last week treated as the dress rehearsal, Mm -hmm. and then maybe they'll back off this week. And then I think some other teams are going to play a lot of starters this week. uh, And you, you know, went kind of the opposite way last week. So I don't know exactly what the case is going to be at quarterback for the New York Jets in this one. And I imagine the Philadelphia Eagles are really hoping that Jalen Hurts will be healthy and back available to start for them. Yeah, he should be. Uh, they have joint practices right now and reports uh, and this is the insider information you can find uh, from the people that cover these teams. Uh, the joint practice situations for Jalen Hurts, he's looked great uh, so far. He's coming back from that stomach ailment that prevented him from playing in the game last week. So uh, I, it's up in the air to me whether or not Sirianni is going to play Jalen Hurts. Uh, they're a young, young football team at quarterback, uh, a young, young football team on, on the perimeter with their weapons too. Uh, so I could see the Eagles perhaps uh, putting Hurts out there with those young players just for continuity and game speed, uh, that type of situation as well. So uh, when you think about Jalen Hurts lightening it up uh, in practice right now and doing very, very well, Maybe the coaches want to see that carry over to a game situation. On the other side with the Jets, you cannot lose Zach Wilson, right? I mean, uh, Makai Becton, he's going down with a concussion uh, during these joint practices so far. So uh, you're going to be depleted right there on that offensive line. All right. The uh, Zach Wilson for the New York Jets, uh, if that is to, going to play out and hold true, Mike, I think I kind of like that side. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, I was uh, – you know, I, I was rudely awakened by a 35 to nothing score by the New England right. Patriots in round two of the preseason when uh, I was betting on the Eagles. I thought Sirianni, we talk about that sense of urgency with new head coaches. I thought the Eagles might get one against the New England Patriots, and boy, I was dead wrong. <laughs> uh, 35 to nothing, the Eagles lost. And what I'm starting to see is maybe this Eagles team has a lot of problems. Uh, so I would probably actually lean with New York here. And I also mm-hmm. think there's something about Robert Sala, and we kind of saw that in 
intensity when he was the defensive coordinator at San Francisco. I don't think this guy would mind at all going undefeated in the preseason. Probably not. I think you're trying to implement a culture and uh, and get the guys that you're going to coach this year uh, to buy in to what you're doing, uh, to your system, to your style. And Robert Sala, he's, he's phenomenal at that. I, I think a lot of people have a respect for him uh, in that regard. But it's still the Jets. That roster is not great. They go down with a key injury to Lawson. And uh, so you got to watch that. The key injuries up front, too, on offensive line is something the Jets, from a personnel standpoint, they're just not at that level. You know, they're still climbing. Uh, to get there, Brady. Uh, Philly, on the other side, I think their defense will be sneaky good this year. Uh, It's the offense that needs to get in gear. Mm -hmm. So uh, the onus, to me, is on that offense. Can they get it going in a game situation? In practice, they can do it. That's one thing, though. Uh, But these young players, they got to carry that over into a football game. All right, let's take a look at the next game on the schedule. Again, these are all going to take place this Friday, the day before college football will kick off on Saturday. The Pittsburgh Steelers in Carolina to take on the Carolina Panthers. And, of course, the Steelers won that very first game on August the 5th, the Hall of fame game over the Dallas Cowboys. So they're 3-0, and mm-hmm. off to a 3-0 and start. They also took uh, took care of the Philadelphia Eagles in the preseason. 3-0 and for Mike Tomlin in the preseason this year. The Panthers are off to an 0-2 start. And despite being 0-2, I don't think the Panthers have looked bad. I, I mean, they, they really had a good game. I believe it was, uh, I'm trying to remember who they played in that very first preseason game. It was the Dolphins or uh, the Vikings. Uh, they had an inter- The first half looked very good. They had a couple mm-hmm. turnovers on defense, and then they kind of just called off the dogs. But uh, Matt Rule, 0-2 in his preseason career, and they are favored in this one, Mike, at home over the Steelers, laying four points with a total of 35 here at BetMGM. I think you said this earlier in the show that you like Carolina. I like Carolina, too. I I think Matt Rule is a fine coach, and uh, he started over. He had a blank canvas out there with Carolina as the turnover happened immediately for him. Uh, They moved off of Bridgewater. They uh, implement uh, Sam Darnold, somebody that I think the offense coordinator Brady can be in line with, uh, you know, and, and that's, that's the relationship that is so key, so vital uh, with the young football team, that offensive coordinator and that quarterback. And uh, I think for Brady, uh, who's going to have Darnold, uh, there has to be synergy there in a positive way. Uh, and I think they'll build that. So for, for the Panthers, uh, to me, the personnel that they have, they extended Robbie Anderson, a guy that uh, could be electric on the outside for them. Uh, that was an indicator to me that they feel pretty confident about the personnel that they have. Now, defensively, Matt Rule is going to have to roll up his sleeves and do something there. I mean, they're going to have to play better than they did last year, obviously. But uh, I look forward for see that improvement. I mean, we got a training camp. You had a whole offseason. You had OTAs. And, and so I look for defenses to be improved anyway this year, but in particular the Carolina Panthers. Well, and the Carolina Panthers in particular have drafted just about nothing but defensive players mm-hmm. in Matt Rule's first two seasons. So, uh, yeah, I think that defense should improve this year. And what's interesting, we've seen Carolina get some of the money here. Uh, It was a two and a half point spread in their favor and now up to four. And I think maybe some of the rationale there, Mike, is the Steelers, as I mentioned, this will be their fourth preseason game, right? So you have to think maybe Mike Tomlin is going to call off the dogs. Mm -hmm. Ben Roethlisberger played last week and he looked pretty good. I I wouldn't expect him to play this week. And how many starters at all will play this week with the Steelers having that extra game more so than everybody else? So maybe it makes sense here that the Panthers should be playing against a lot of backups. Absolutely. The traditional situation for the Steelers with four preseason games, this is a game where you dial it down right before cuts, too. So uh, the Steelers are going to rely on their rookies, though. I mean, we know about Najee Harris, but uh, Friar Muth, uh, he's a guy that's going to have to step up at tight end. And then on the offensive line, Kendrick Green, too. So uh, they're going to rely on those rookies, but those young players got plenty of work, like you mentioned, Brady, uh, during the preseason with that extra game, the Hall of Fame game. So uh, calling them off uh, favorite the Panthers in this matchup by lane four. It's starting to get expensive at four points, Mm -hmm. but uh, I certainly see why people made the mood towards Carolina. All right, let's look at the final game on Friday of week three of the NFL preseason, and that is the Minnesota Vikings visiting the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are off to a 2-0 start. Here's another 2-0. Are these all (laughs) 2-0? The Steelers was a 3-0 against 
an 0-2, but uh, 2-0 against 0-2. The Kansas City Chiefs off to a 2-0 start in the preseason, and the Vikings 0-2, and that's really atypical yeah. for Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer is one of those coaches you can kind of handicap in the preseason that had great success against the spread, not necessarily the case this year. Uh, the Vikings are catching points here in Kansas City, Mike, and it's up to four in favor of KC. I'm even seeing a four and a half here in the market at BetMGM, minus four with a total of 38 and a half in favor of Kansas City. Right, and here's where following head coaches, the comments and, and key writers or, or people that cover these teams, the information uh, that you can gather, that's pretty informative in, in my opinion. I, you know, I, when you look at Patrick Mahomes, uh, why is he out there playing? What, he had 33 snaps uh, against the Cardinals? Like, why is Patrick Mahomes playing that much? But go to that offensive line. Mm-hmm. You know, the offensive line is in flux. And, and so uh, Andy Reid is a guy that believes in preseason. He's old school that way. And uh, certainly Patrick Mahomes off that injured foot, that repaired foot there surgically, uh, he wants that continuity on the offensive line, in, in particular, too, with the running game. So uh, I don't know how much if, if he's going to play in this game. I know the Vikings right now are terrible. Mm-hmm. They're a void without an offensive touchdown so far this preseason. Uh, so the COVID concerns, the new offensive line coach, because Rick Dennison is now an advisor as opposed to the offensive line coach uh, because of COVID. Uh, it's just a situation where this Vikings football team uh, is not settled at all. So it's a big number. It's minus four for the Chiefs in preseason. Uh, but the Vikings, they got to show me something. This is one I would probably stay away from. And we've still got a couple more days to gather information and see what's uh, maybe going to happen mm-hmm. in this game as far as who's going to play, who's not going to play. But I would kind of bet that Kirk Cousins is not going to play. Um, you know, he probably needs to. He needs to. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Right. I, I yeah. would agree. And you talk about Patrick Mahomes trying to establish some rhythm with that offensive line. Mm-hmm. Maybe Cousins should be doing that as well, correct? Well, the offensive line is injured, too. Uh, and so there's question marks about the Vikings' offensive line. There's question marks about the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You know, who's going to be the backup quarterback if, if Cousins isn't available for whatever reason? Uh, so... I, <laughs> We haven't seen Dalvin Cook. I mean, there's so many important aspects to the Vikings and for their season that we just haven't seen yet or, or felt good about, uh, at least for me in terms of betting. And, uh, you know, the Vikings, they're a complete mess at this point. You know, you talk about how much Patrick Mahomes played last week in Arizona against the Cardinals, and they looked pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think that this week would be a different tune for Andy Reid and that Patrick Mahomes might not even play a single snap because he got that dress rehearsal done last week. Right? right, he did. And and that's a good point too, Brady, because, you know, even though we have three preseason games, you still have that extra week. Uh, and so you're going to have cuts, final cuts next week. Uh, and then they're going to have an entire week before game week. Uh, so I, I think some coaches will use it as a dress rehearsal. Maybe those coaches that's trying to get the guys to buy into a new culture situation. Uh, but the continuity aspect uh, that the Chiefs have there's no reason, zero reason for Patrick Mahomes to play in this final preseason game. Mike, how about the total? We've seen a big move towards the over in mm-hmm. this game. Opened up at 34 and a half. Now it is up to 38 and a half. And you talked about the new uh, the Minnesota Vikings haven't scored an offensive touchdown yet this preseason. <laughs> I mean, that would lead you towards the under in this game, wouldn't it? It would. Uh, and you know, their defense on the other side too, though Brady, from a backup standpoint, and if those guys, because we haven't seen the front line guys for the Vikings either, and those those are big names mm-hmm. uh, that they acquired through free agency this year. So uh, if their backups guys are about to get cut, uh, if they're going to get the bulk of the plays out there on that game, I mean, that's not going to be uh, great football either. So I, I can see why that total is as high as it is. I mean, the Chiefs, they're going to be explosive. They, they have experienced backups behind Patrick Mahomes and, True. and great players on that roster up and down on offense. What do you expect out of the Vikings this season? Uh, do you think they will challenge the Packers for the division? Can they turn it around? <laughs> I mean, you, they've been not so impressive this preseason. Do you expect them to flip the switch come early September? There is so many unknowns um, from a coaching staff standpoint. The nepotism there, Clint uh, Kubiak taking over as offensive coordinator with that offense. This is his first time as an offense coordinator, so uh, I, I can't imagine them competing with the Packers this year. All right, very good. That is Mike Pritchard. I am Brady Cannon, and this is the Lombardi Line. Hour number two underway here from the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa. We're going to talk college football next up right here at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the Lombardi line presented by our friends at BetMGM, Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you. And we're going to talk some college football here, but a little news coming out of Denver, Mike. This happened not long ago, and this is from the official Twitter page of the Denver Broncos. Coach Vic Fangio informed our team this morning that Teddy Bridgewater will be the Broncos' starting quarterback. Now, I was wondering if that meant, you know, for the next game in the preseason, but no, it is apparently being reported now that he will be their week one starter for the Denver Broncos, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, how about that news right there, Brady? I mean, this is uh, the result of a quarterback competition that the Broncos implemented. Uh, They recently had one with Brock Osweiler and Trevor Simeon not too long ago, and here you go uh, with Teddy Bridgewater and, and Drew Locke. And, and also the competition within the building, too. Uh, early on, uh, Brady, uh, information, you talk to people over there, and, okay, Drew Locke is a guy that they wanted to become quarterback. Mm-hmm. But that mm-hmm. was the old guard. 
uh, recently, as recent as yesterday, uh, depending on the follower or, or insider that you follow uh, with the Broncos who covers this team, they were screaming that Teddy Bridgewater is going to become or going to be named the starting quarterback from within the building. So within the building, you have George Payton, who was uh, who's GM now, was with Minnesota. Uh, certainly familiar, highly familiar with Teddy Bridgewater, who was right. also in uh, Minnesota. Uh, Pat Shermer, who's offense coordinator, was in Minnesota for a little bit. But, uh, you, know, you know, the influence of the building, too, whether it's the old guard, John Elway and his crew, or now George Payton, uh, who's now the GM, who's going to be decisive. Peyton passed over Justin Fields in the draft. They yes. went after Patrick Sertan. So, um, and I don't think that was a bad pick. It, it, well, it's not a bad pick, but I think, think uh, from a lot of people's standpoint, you know, was that the old guard because they had still had Drew Locke? Mm-hmm. Or are they going to rely on their season with Teddy Bridgewater? Remember, Carolina, they moved off of Teddy Bridgewater for some reason. So I, I get it. You know and you're familiar with this quarterback, and you have a playoff-ready team. So uh, I I thought that this was a bad move to begin with for the Broncos. They'll go with the quarterback competition. Uh, Now the results is Teddy Bridgewater who comes in and and is going to lead that football team. I've liked Teddy Bridgewater for a long time, and obviously he's been hampered by some injuries. Mm -hmm. But uh, I thought it was pretty interesting by Denver to bring him in. Drew Locke has not shown that he is a championship-caliber quarterback in the NFL. And he's actually looked pretty decent in the preseason season, but so has Bridgewater. I think there was absolutely a competition between the two if you're just judging off of what we've seen so far through two preseason games, but I thought Bridgewater was uh, very uh, effective for the Carolina Panthers last year. They were competitive in a number of games against very good teams and, you know, one thing, Mike, about this Denver Broncos team, I think they have one of the best defenses potentially in the NFL, and a lot of times that'll make a quarterback better. Mm -hmm. If Teddy Bridgewater can just manage this offense, and, and I don't like that word, but, but you, you know what I mean. I do. If he can not turn the ball over, which usually he's pretty good about avoiding, uh, then I think this defense, and we saw it when Peyton Manning was their quarterback, right. that this defense really carried that team, and maybe that's a similar formula that they have this year. Let me ask you a question and from a betting perspective, though, Brady. Teddy Bridgewater is now the starting quarterback, and what you just said is all true, And uh, but it's a one-year contract situation. Mm. How do you feel about <laughs> That as a That's interesting, right? That Teddy Bridgewater will be an unrestricted free agent next year. Well, you know how it is when guys are in a contract year. Mm-hmm. Usually there's a lot of pressure to perform, right? Okay. So maybe that's a maybe that's an upgrade on Teddy Bridgewater. Sure. That that he's going to it's not a three year deal guaranteed that he has here. Right. He you know, he he's got some pressure to perform. So maybe that's a good thing. And I actually I think Denver's going to be a force in this division. And it'll come down to quarterback and you know, backing my opinions, I prefer Teddy Bridgewater at the helm than Drew Locke. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I, I think Drew Locke came into the league as an entitled player, and it continued. Uh-huh. And you can't trust that. But there's some people in that building that just loved his athleticism, loved what he presented as a quarterback. Uh, and is this also an indicator to me uh, that they're kicking those people out the door? And those people include John Elway. Uh, yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah. You, you kind of talked about that with the old guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you got Peyton, a new GM, uh, and, and he's asserting himself this way, uh, along with Pat Shermer, along with Vic Fangio, too. Vic Fangio's along for the ride right now, hoping that they made the right decision with Teddy Bridgewater. The only thing that could hold the Denver Broncos back, I think, and, and you know, we talk about the question mark at quarterback, um, but Fangio, he's mm-hmm. another guy like Anthony yeah. Lynn that we've seen make some very questionable decisions as far as clock management and what have you at the end of the game. Are, are you, this guy's been a legendary coordinator, oh, awesome. but, but can he handle the head coach role? It's, it's difficult right now. He's still trying to work his way through it, Brady. Phenomenal, phenomenal coach, though. All right. We'll talk some UFC on the other side. Our man Lou Finicaro joins the program next. Start planning your football content. 
contest strategy. And the VEASAN Pro Football Guide is the perfect way to start. Our VEASAN experts have won major football contests around Las Vegas. Our guide will give you insight on against the spread contests as well as survivor pools to give you a winning edge. Download the VEASAN NFL Guide today for only $19.99 or get an all-access subscription from VEASAN and get everything we offer for the entire football season. It's all at vcin.com slash subscribe. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you. Lou Finicaro now joins the program. You can check out his work in our online digital publication, Point Spread Weekly. He has a UFC column up there each and every week. You can also follow him on Twitter at GamBlue. Good morning to you, Mr. Finicaro. And I want to get started with the main event. This is UFC Fight Night at the Apex this Saturday night right here in Las Vegas. Edwin, uh, Edson Barber. Bosa versus Giga Chikuzi, and this is a featherweight bout. And if you look at the the tail of the tape here, everything is pretty equal between these two fighters, and the odds are pretty close too. Right now, I show Barbosa as about a minus 120 favorite. Which way are you leaning in this one, my friend? Uh, well, first of all, Mike and Brady, thanks for having me on. It's getting to be football season, so we UFC enthusiasts love to get our couple of minutes of uh, shine going, and uh, we'll make it worth your while in this main event, 145-pound combatants. Chikadze's the guy that is 32 years old. He's about three years the younger man. Uh, he'll have an inch reach advantage, but he, excuse me, he'll have an inch height reach, uh, height advantage. His reach advantage will be one inch to the negative. So they're pretty physically uh, close. That said, uh, Chikadze's uh, only been in the UFC for a, a brief time. His only ranked opponent was his last opponent, Cub Swanson. Cub wasn't ranked at the time, but he was before. He's at the end of his legs. Chikadze looked great against him at 145. The opponent, Barboza, is a, is a fighter that fought most of his career at 155 pounds, a weight division above. He's used to fighting guys that enter the octave at 172, 170 pounds uh, on fight night. So number one, we got to make sure uh, Barboza makes the weight cut and he's had no problem. This is his third or fourth fight at 45. So that's step one. Step two, I lean uh, to Barboza honestly based on not only the fact that he fought at 155 for so long, but that he fought the absolute who's who, the ultimate fighters, the elite fighters of 155, and he's 2-1, and one, arguably 3-0 oh, at 145 since he stepped down. The difference between the two fighters, they're similar in size, they both want to strike, they both have deft spinning kicks and elbows. The difference is the level of the competition each has been in with Barboza has been in with bigger men, more competent men. And so for that reason, I lean to Barboza pending the weigh-ins. All right. Lou, you know, this situation with these fights, uh, one fight in particular kind of stands out to me. Kevin Lee, uh, Daniel Rodriguez, uh, Lee's a favorite here. Now he's five, what, five, eight, five, nine. Rodriguez is over six feet, six one. Uh, so noticeable size difference right there. Style of fight always uh, taken into consideration. How do you approach this fight? And, and do you have a lean either way? Well, it's astute of you, Mike, to uh, notice the size difference. Uh, what really is happening here is you have Kevin Lee, who's really a talented, well-rounded fighter, but he's he really can't make 155 pounds anymore, and he's really not the size and stature of a full 170. If there was ever a call for 162, 163 pound division, Kevin Lee would be the moniker for that. And in this fight, he steps up for his first time from 155 to fight at 170. He was originally scheduled to fight Sean Brady, who is uh, looks like him, fights like him, wrestler, striker. Now he gets a guy in Dan Rodriguez is much taller, the much taller man. He's a much more legitimate welterweight. He'll weigh 170 on the weigh-ins, and then come fight night, he'll be buck 92. That's going to be a huge deficit for Lee to overcome. And here's how Kevin Lee's fights go. 
he starts out a gang on fire. And if he can wilt, if he can melt, and if he can gain mental supremacy over his opponent, he'll win the fight. However, opponents that are firm, opponents that are strong mentally, and opponents that can stand with him and, and keep that fight white-knuckle grueling for two, two and a half rounds, will beat Kevin Lee because Kevin Lee doesn't want to have to fight for a full three or four rounds. Uh, he doesn't have the cardio for it. At least that's what he's shown, and that's been his pattern. In this fight, I look for Daniel Rodriguez to sell his soul to the devil in order to keep this fight A, standing, and B, allow it to go into the second round. Once that happens, Kevin Lee's going to know Daniel Rodriguez is there to stay, and he's going to be in for, uh, he's going to have his hands full. I regard Daniel Rodriguez as a live dog at 135, and I would advise taking him now before that line uh, goes away. Lou, let's take a look at the preliminary card, and I look at a middleweight bout here, Al-Hassan versus DiCirico, and DiCirico has the advantage as far as age, height, and reach, and apparently a significant advantage if you look at the odds. He's a minus 220 favorite. Are you leaning the dog in this one, or is it DiCirico for you? Boy, far be it for me to not go with the Paisan, but the Paisan <laughs> here does, he looks the part. It's like a statue in Rome. He's hes sculpted, he's tall, he's long, but I don't know how sold I am on him as a pick'em fighter, let alone as a big favorite. He fights this kid in Al-Hassan that's much older, 37 years old. He had to clean up a bunch of things in his life, and before that spell of uh, that rest, he was on fire when he came back He's really struggled. I look for Al-Hassan to be really, really desperate and dangerous in this spot. And I'll hold off a little longer to see some more uh, interviews this week. But I want to I wanna like Al-Hassan based on desperation power and the fact that I don't know that DiCirico should be minus two-something over very many fighters in the UFC. All right. Very good. And, of course, we'll look for your column in Point Spread Weekly. And I imagine you'll be on a couple other shows this week as we get a little closer to fight night. Uh, Lou, thank you very much as always, and enjoy the bouts this weekend, my friend. Good luck to everyone. Thanks for having me on, guys, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, that is Lou Finnecaro. I was lucky enough to have dinner with the man on our trip to TPC Scottsdale. Yeah, right, of course, yeah. uh, he resides down there in the Valley of the Sun. So Lou Finnecaro checking in on UFC. Check him out more throughout the week as we get closer to fight night. We wrap up the program with some Major League Baseball for your Wednesday. Coming up next on the Lombardi Line. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Summer heats up, so does the sports betting action at BetMGM. Sign up now using the bonus code VSIN1000, and your first wager is risk free up to $1,000. Place your bets on all the exciting showdowns in Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer, and more sports from around the globe. And when you register with BetMGM, you'll also get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. The king of sports books takes every play to a new level of excitement. Simply down Download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter the bonus code VSIN1000 to get back up at the $1,000 on your very first wager. New customer offer, paid in free bets, eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The promotional offer is not available in Nevada. Final segment here of the Lombardi line. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you before we get ready to throw it down to to the Circa Resort and Casino for the Nuts with Amal Shaw and Mike Palm. And let's touch on a little baseball. Baseball is really heating up, Mike. I think we've got about 33 to 35 games left, and the pennant race is coming down to the end here. I, I think it's getting really exciting. And, mm-hmm. you know, coming off of last season when we only had 60 games, now we've got the genuine article back on the Diamonds, and uh, it, it's getting fun. And I tell you, one that's going to be pretty good is the Tampa Bay Rays at the Philadelphia Phillies. 405 Pacific, 705 Eastern for Ryan Yarbrough versus Zach Wheeler. And as hot as the Yankees have been, right. Tampa Bay just kind of moving right along, still leading in the division, under the radar a little bit. They've won seven out of their last ten. They've won three in a row. And Philadelphia, meanwhile, has been a real struggle. They have lost seven out of their last ten, and they're now four and a half games back in the National League East of the Atlanta Braves. But they're favored at home tonight mm-hmm. behind Zach Wheeler, minus one 35, Mike, on the money line, total of eight and a half. Boy, Brady, I looked it back to dog. I mean, I, I think that offense has been great all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they produce, even without Cruz, I mean, uh, still producing. And then the Phillies on the other end, uh, you look at that lineup and you're like, okay, they're supposed to be scoring more runs, and they're, they're not doing that. So uh, I, I know they got a nice pitcher uh, situation on the mound uh, in this game. 
Uh, but for some reason, with the Yankees charging, I, I just feel like the Rays uh, are ready for that. So back in the dog here, maybe at one plus 125 on the board. Yeah, I'd be with you. I think it's hard to bet Philadelphia right now. Mm-hmm. And, and you mentioned their offense. Uh, they, they were really putting it together. When they made that charge and actually made it to the top of the NL East there, mm-hmm. took, uh, took per, uh, first place away from the New York Mets there. I mean, that seems like forever ago. Yeah, it does. And then also what the Yankees are doing to the Braves right now and then other teams, certainly the Dodgers recently uh, to, to that division, you wonder – uh, before the season, that division talked about how competitive it, competitive it was going to be. Uh, it might be competitive between themselves, but have they been competitive against everybody else, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so, I don't know. The Rays, uh, they're a machine. Uh, we don't know how they do it. They just keep doing it. Uh, plus 125 looks attractive. Yeah, you got to give a lot of credit to Kevin Cash. I mean, this guy is churning out winners year after year. We'll see if he can hang on in that American League East this season. The White Sox are at the Blue Jays. This is a 407 Pacific season. 707 Eastern first pitch. Lucas Giolito and Robbie Ray, very good pitching matchup here. And Mike, you brought up an interesting point about the National League East, the Braves, the Mets, and the Phillies, a very competitive division, but can they be competitive outside their division? And I think that's something that you can say about the Chicago White Sox. I agree with you on that. I mean, they're crushing it in that American (laughs) League Central, but, you know, they they lost to the Blue Jays here once in this series. They got swept, I believe, by the New York Yankees Mm -hmm. recently. So can they compete against the big boys? outside of their own division. Yeah, and that's a good question, Brady, and, and something I pondered about because of the situation of the away record away from home uh, as well, and uh, quality opponents, too, has not favored uh, the White Sox. But I do like the pitching matchup. They're a dog again in this one. Um, uh, <laughs> some about this team. I, I, I think they have fight. I really believe that they do. La Russa is a different uh, uh, element on, on the bench uh, there for the manager situation for the White Sox. But, but this team... Uh, they they have to start showing their playoff mocks. Are they going to win a yeah. division? Yes. Yeah. But at some point, it's got to start kicking in that we got to gear in for the playoffs. And and I think maybe tonight is a good example. Mm-hmm. Lucas Giolito's got to be Lucas Giolito, you know. Yeah. And, and sometimes we've seen him slip a little bit. He has taken the money here tonight. Toronto opened as a minus one thirty favorite, and here at BetMGM, they are now down to a minus one twenty favorite, and even lower in some other stores. Eight and a half for your total there this evening. Uh, out in New York, it is the Giants at the Mets, 4:10 Pacific, 7:10 p.m. Eastern. Johnny Cueto versus Taiwan Walker, and there was a lot of love for the Mets on mm-hmm. Tuesday, but it did not turn out to be very romantic as San Francisco shut out the Metropolitans eight to nothing to keep pace with the Dodgers, who keep on winning. This was pretty much a pick'em affair here, Mike, earlier in the morning. But the Mets once again have taken some money here, now up to minus 120 at BetM. GM with a total of eight and a half. Uh, which way are you going on this one? Well, we were talking about this game yesterday uh, and the Giants were taking in some money on, on uh, betting across America. I believe oh, were they? Josh Applebaum, we were talking about how the Giants was getting, were getting some money, but the Mets off a rest, there was a pretty good trend out there about that, but <laughs> the Giants squashed that, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the, the Mets are getting healthier, but they're still not producing uh, and, and that's been the case all year long uh, for this baseball team. So the Giants, the Giants are just is proving that they're one of the better teams, if not the best team uh, in the National League. So uh, why not back the Giants here, plus 110? I think uh, it's interesting that the New York Mets, who, you know, we, we mentioned it earlier, they surrendered first place in the National League East to the Phillies and eventually the Atlanta Braves. They've been in an absolute struggle as of late. Uh, they haven't been able to produce runs. The Dodgers just pounded them in a mm-hmm. recent series, took two out of three there, and they're favored tonight over the Giants. Who have the best record in baseball. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, so it can get fishy for me in baseball that way, uh, Brady, because, uh, you know, looking at Lance Lynn, for instance, go back to the White Sox. You know, Lance Lynn was a dog against Toronto. Mm-hmm. But, yep. but rightly so, though, as Toronto won that game. So uh, baseball is is tricky at times. When I see numbers like this, I'm like, okay, what's going on? Is it fishy? What, what, what am I not seeing? But sometimes I feel like I overthink it. 
yeah. when I try to look for that information, what am I not seeing? I'm, I'm overthinking it. So, no, give me the Giants plus 110 here. All right. The Minnesota Twins in Boston to take on the Red Sox. Bailey Ober versus Nick Pavetta. Game soared over the total on Tuesday, and maybe this one too will, is mm-hmm. the opener on the total is 10.5. And, and if you look at both of these pitchers, very similar ERA and XFIPs over four. Minus 200 was the opener on the money line in favor of the Boston Red Sox, and the Twins have taken some money. Now down to minus 150 favorites are the Boston Red Sox here at the BetMGM shop, and the Boston Red Sox now trail in the American League East by six and a half games, and even lower here, minus 155 at the South Point. Uh, any opinion on this one, Mike? Uh, no, no play here for me, Brady, but, uh, you know, the Red Sox, they almost lose the game again late. Uh, you know, the Twins give yeah. them credit. They score. Uh, I think the last week they've been scoring five-plus runs, and uh, they've been doing a great job of scoring. And so the Red Sox uh, showing some moxie, though, uh, still getting the victory that they needed to get last night. But uh, I I could not back them at minus 155 at this point. Still a little shaky to me uh, with this baseball team. Yeah, I certainly understand the move towards Minnesota. Mm -hmm. You know, when Boston was uh, laying $2 or, you know, much higher than 150 where it is now, I can understand backing the Twins. And I thought the Boston Red Sox were a little overpriced last night, too. And that was a very competitive game, like you mentioned. But at 150, 155, this is probably a stay away from me at that point. Let's take a look at the Reds and the Brewers, a very good NL Central matchup here. 5-10 Pacific, 8-10 Eastern, and a good pitching matchup as well. Luis Castillo versus Brandon Woodruff and the Brew Crew. They are rolling. They've won three in a row, came from behind to beat Cincinnati on Tuesday behind Corbin Burns, and they come right back at you with Woodruff tonight. Minus 165 on the money line with a total of 7.5. Brewers favorite at home here, and in this case, Castillo and the Cincinnati Reds have seen the money, Mike. Yeah, how about that? You know, if if it was the Reds and they're at home, I look at that total immediately. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right. Number of tickets with the Reds at home uh, with totals. Uh, the Reds on the road against a good pitcher, even though his record doesn't indicate that. He's still a great pitcher. Uh, it's tough to back the Reds, uh, but certainly looking at the Brewers too, uh, can you trust the manager? Council, can you trust the decisions as we get deeper and deeper into the season? Is he managing correctly, right? And uh, I, I've heard and I've talked to a number of experts here from baseball that they don't trust him. I don't trust them. So uh, it's tough for me right now to back the Brewers in this bet. Well, what about Dave Roberts? Do you trust him? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's hard. I mean, no. Do you? I mean, no, I, yeah. I really don't. And, yeah. and Dave, uh, you know, is indirectly a friend of a friend okay. here. Um, and uh, I understand that he's just a great guy. Great, yeah. Great person. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of great guys. I have a, you know, Dusty Baker's a friend of mine. Sure. Yep. And another fantastic human being that, you know, and hey, nobody's perfect. But right. some of these decisions that these guys make, uh, you question. And then there's guys like Bruce Bochy and Kevin Cash that just seem to have it figured out. They seem to have a system. Yeah. Um, uh, and you don't deviate that, you know, whether it's football with Tomlin. Sure. Uh, if you have a system in place, you don't, you know, you don't deviate. You know, the, the A's, for instance, and, uh, the systems can catch up to you, too. But from a, a manager standpoint, uh, I think it's important player coach relationship that trust to the most important word uh, with any organization. So uh, I, I feel like the Brewers, they probably trust as players, they trust counsel, but uh, some of the decisions is he managing uh, and gearing up this team for the playoffs. Uh, that's in doubt to me. All right, we've got just about 30 seconds left here, Mike, and the nightcap is the Dodgers and the Padres mm. from Petco Park. Walker Bueller versus Blake Snell, and the spiral continues for yeah. the San Diego Padres. Uh, now a game out of the wild card race in the National League. Walker Bueller on the road, minus 145 with eight for your total. You going to lay it here with L.A.? No, uh, I'm not. Uh, you know, I, I think San Diego, even though they're falling apart, uh, Snell falls apart against good teams too as a pitcher. Uh, you could back uh, a Bueller, uh, minus 141, you could do that. Uh, but something about the Padres, and they, they still fight. Uh, and at home, uh, this is one of those games that just seems like the, uh, the Padres could be in it. All right, my man. Let's do it again sometime. Sounds great. All right, next up, it's the Nuts from Circa Resort and Casino in fabulous downtown Las Vegas, right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.